Hello and welcome back to another episode of Keep It 100 with Dakota and Chorsey. I'm Dakota. And I'm Chorsey. And happy anniversary to our show. We are in our third season of COVID and moving on to our second year of this show. So, you know, let's keep it going. As long as COVID's around, we'll be around. So y'all better hope this shit ends fast. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to keep listening to us. Y'all gonna be stuck listening to us for another six years at this point because people will mask the fuck up. Speaking of which, George got somebody fired from Walmart. I sure did. I sure (laughs) did, y'all. I accidentally got someone fired from Walmart because she wouldn't wear her mask. So picture it, Sicily, 1874, right? R.I.P. Betty White. Love and miss you. Um, so <laughs> this is R.U.I. Rest in peace before she was born. All right, I'm I'm intrigued on this story. <laughs> so I went to Walmart because I needed to get some some vittles, some grape tomatoes, and a, a curtain. <laughs> and that's where you go to get these two items together. And so I walked in. <laughs> and there's a, grape tomatoes and a curtain. Yes. <laughs> What's the one store in the world that can get these two things? <laughs> but really, though, no. yeah, <laughs> it's nice. And so I uh, walked into the store, you know, and there's an, another employee who kind of like met me. She already has a card and is kind of going into, you know, those double doors open that kind of detect, you know, what you're yeah. in. So we're going through that together. Um, and she has a paper mask that is hanging off of her right ear doing no good. Mind you, every customer and every employee in sight has their mask on, um, especially with the numbers that we've been putting up here in Indianapolis and Indiana. Like this shit ain't no joke. So I looked at her and like while I was wearing my mask, I just like to like indicate like, you know, you should fit, fix your mask. Bro, <laughs> when I say she amped on me in the middle of the store, like I thought I was going to end up like being on social media or some shit because she was just like screaming, talking about I needed to mind my goddamn business. And like she going to do what she going to do. It didn't matter. And if I, if I was wearing my mask, then like it shouldn't be affecting her and vice versa and all this shit. And it was just it was so, so visceral and so angry. And you could tell like that th- this specific topic wasn't the main reason why she was angry. You could tell she was holding on to a lot of it beforehand, but this was her tipping point. This just sent her over the edge. So then the manager or someone I assumed to be a manager uh, came up and was trying to talk to her, trying to calm her down and all this. And he eventually just looked at her and was like, go to the back. Um, You know, and then he started apologizing to me and was like, listen, I just hope that, you know, she has a better day than whatever's happening now. Uh, and he looked at me and said, like, no, it's about to get a lot worse. And that's why I think she's about to get fired. <laughs> Damn, bro. Because had he not said that to me, I'd have been like, like, oh, okay, she's going to get reprimanded. Yeah. She'll probably be written up, you know, whatever. She'll shake it off. But, like, that specific statement of, like, it's about to get worse from a manager? <laughs> Damn. And, like, how do you recover? If you get fired from a Walmart, where do you go? Bro, anywhere else it's Walmart, dude. Just don't, just don't claim it. I don't know, man. You know, depending upon, I don't know if you know this, because you probably haven't been hired in any ADP system since the escape room. Um, mm-hmm. But they now have kind of an employee record. So when mm. I was at the ice cream shop, uh, if I ever wrote up someone 
you have to submit it in ADP and then it's all track and follows you. So any future employer who also uses ADP can see the write-ups from your past jobs. That's fucky. Yeah, it's it's like that report card type of bullshit, but it's for your job, man, and that shit is wild to me. Because like, you know, at the yeah. ice cream shop, I was working with teenagers. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't want do I have to write people up? Absolutely. I don't want the stupid shit they do as a teenager at an ice cream shop to affect their ability to get a job down the road. Like, that's what I personally struggled with as a manager. I'm like, the things that I say and I do, I'm cognizant of how it can affect these kids. And I don't think other managers think the way I do when it comes to that. So they just go write these Mm -hmm. whole long books, you know. Like, even if it's something as serious as, like, theft, um... Like, the one write-up I had to do for theft in particular was because a kid had taken a scoop of ice cream home, and the company was like, oh, that's theft. And it was like, eh, well, no, she just thought she could take it home because you tell them that they get free ice cream. Right? So, like, the company says, yeah. like, oh, this is theft, so, you like, it needs to be written down as this. And I'm like, I won't use that word because if I know other employees can see this, employers, I should say, can see this that makes it look like that person was like trying to steal hundreds of dollars from this ice cream shop. And to be honest, y'all can fucking afford it. Number one, <laughs> you think that yeah. 62 cent scoop of ice cream, which you charge $6 for is going to hurt you. You full of shit. Yeah, that's, Oh, that's absolutely insane. Like, especially cause like, like you're talking about like, you know, it's an ice cream shop and you're a teenager or like it's a minimum wage job. Like you're paying me minimum wage. I'm going to do minimum effort. So to think that, like, get written up there for something like, oh, you went over your break time, and then however, like, managers word it will affect how you, you know, later on down the line, like, maybe trying to do an internship somewhere or whatever as someone that happens to do ADP. And you're, or, like, it's probably similar in other systems. Um, Like, you just get fucked over based off the HR program someone's using. That's, digital footprint is too much now. It's too I'm going to go live in the woods. <laughs> right. I oh. I thought about Googling at one point, which I'm glad I didn't because I realized how sus this is, but how to change your social security number. <laughs> but like, what if you, Bro. like, I don't, I can't, <laughs> just hear me out. I don't like my number. What's your number? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't, I don't like. Like it's 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 not a good rhythm for me. Like I feel like my social security number does not match my personality. <laughs> That's I I can understand that. Like I feel like you would need like a nice like a pattern or like vibe to it, like with the way the numbers sound. Yeah. So I'm guessing it sounds kind of clunky, huh? Yes. It's just like it feels very like start and stop, and it just it it doesn't flow. Mm. Um. So yeah, I just wish it was a little more smooth. Like my phone number, I really like because I it, it it has this kind of melody to it and it rings. I know there are some people listening to this like these motherfuckers have a lost their goddamn mind. But hear me out, y'all. Like there is a there's a musicality to everything in life, and especially when it mm-hmm. comes to uh, like putting your phone number in. If you're using a T9 phone, you know you hear those and you. Over time, no, because the last one the do we? I don't. <laughs> just, just run it back run it back <laughs> but like 
I, I want a number that sounds good. I just feel like my, like, I love my my dad's social security number. <laughs> Drop it. <laughs> Name it. Like, I heard it so much just because of, like, all of, like, the, um, the claims and the courts and all that stuff when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. So, like, I heard him say it so many times and, like, the way he emphasized it, I'm like, oh, this fits. Yes, I love this. And then I memorized mine. I was like, this is some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. That's the way my brain works. Like these numbers don't sound right. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! I mean, that's fair, and I think I think there's like you know whole world of like music theory that goes into that. So if you have any music theorists and are listening, please figure out Chorsi's social security number and send it. <laughs> Based on the cues I've given you today, <laughs> let me I know. Think we can figure it out. I think. <laughs> I think a little bit of music theory, some like hackers, we could figure it out. Just like oh, yeah. put an algorithm, the clunkiest numbers together. Clunkiest numbers. It, it is. It's a trick. Oh, man. Because like even just like the way my name, like Chorsey Lee Calvert IV, it all, it flows. It feels like there's an energy building and then there's exposition. Mm-hmm. You have your climax. You got, you know, your resolution. <laughs> it, it's it's a story, you know. <laughs> I feel like a bullshit like Jesus. philosophy professor. <laughs> I was like, you climax when you say your own name, Chorsey. Is that what I just heard? Because <laughs> that's what you said. That's what you put on the show. <laughs> oh, oh shit! So, oh, God. well, speaking of masks, with this uh, COVID person, if any of you are paying close attention, this is not our actual anniversary date. It was two weeks ago. But uh, one of the hosts got COVID over winter break, and it was moi. <laughs> so make sure y'all mask up, so we don't gotta keep doing this. Um, but yeah, I think I got really lucky. Like I got my booster, like what was it, like two weeks before I think I got exposed. Okay, it was literally. You remember half our friend group got exposed mm-hmm. at their own little super spreader event, and I managed to miss that. <laughs> They're gonna be so bad. Moving on. <laughs> hey. Um, I managed to avoid that and then I isolated for like five days before I went to see family and then got COVID. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stop isolating. I'm going to start spreading it too. What's the point? It ain't no joke, man. You remember, well, yeah, the when we did the Mario Party tournament the first time. Oh, yeah. And you were here like that yeah. whole stressful thing because um, you were staying at my apartment and then we had two of my employees from the escape room at that time who came and did this long, like, 12-hour Mario Party tournament. The next day, I got phone calls and texts from the other two, like, yeah, we tested positive. And it's like, oh, shit. You were in my house the whole day. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And I don't know what happened, bro. It was that couch. Like, <laughs> that <laughs> couch. <laughs> because the two who <laughs> tested positive, they were on a specific couch, and the Dakota I were not. You know, <laughs> you know, it sounds crazy. And that couch that they point. were on is no longer in my apartment. <laughs> and you've been, been safe since. I <laughs> like, man. I don't. It, it is so wild, especially because I am. Uh, I have a low immune system or immunocompromised. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I expected it early on, like, ah, uh, I'm going to get it. Except for I was like, I'm going to die. I Like, a part of me, well, we had this conversation where early on, I was like, 
what does death feel like? What is it like to like meet Jesus? <laughs> like having these existential crises about death and like I the pandemic yeah. did some shit to my mental. <laughs> I'll tell you what. <laughs> hey. Um I'll drink to that, yeah. It it was it was a time. So I feel I feel lucky that as of now I am still safe. Um mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. I ain't making no promises in the future. Um, but I did also just get my booster a little less than a week ago, finally. Mm-hmm. And Nice. The first day I texted you and was like, bro, this shit sucks. And to be fair, yeah. it was just because some shit that was happening at work on top of that made it hellish. Um, because that day at work, I couldn't eat lunch till like 3.30 and I'd been there since 8 a.m. Just because it Damn. has... There was That's one customer I was taking care of for over two hours, and wow, ooh, it was a hot mess because she wouldn't listen to me. I'm trying to text my boss and be like, "Yo, help me! I can't fix this shit." It was it was a treat, um, but yeah. So not eating on top of having just gotten my shot, so I was feeling rough. Um, and I've been yeah. lucky that you know the following days afterwards, it the arm is a little sore, but. I didn't have nearly as many like reactions I've seen others have. So I've been, mm-hmm. I've been pretty lucky with this overall. I don't know how, I don't know why, but I'm thinking God. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's super crazy is that, um, Vic and I both, when we got the booster, we got the flu shot as well with it mm-hmm. and didn't really have, didn't have any side effects outside of sore arm. Okay. But then people I've heard that only got the booster, like get hit hard. And like feel the symptoms crazy. It's really interesting because you'd think with two, you know, shots it'd be worse because your body's like, yo, what the fuck is happening? What you put it, in yeah, me? yeah. It was like I don't know, PEMDAS. I don't how to, <laughs> did it cancel out a little bit? <laughs> Am I even boosted? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was trying to do like you know the going together, yeah. the cancel, it's complete. <laughs> I kind of threw up gang signs for PEMDAS. I don't know what that was. Oh my god, PEMDAS. I mean... Yeah, am I even boosted? Is that why I got COVID? Because you got my boosted? my flu vaccine kill my COVID vaccine? I feel like a lot of people... We've seen a lot more, or rather I've heard of a lot more of breakthrough cases recently. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, with this variant. Yeah, so, I mean, who the fuck knows? Which means, oh no. Oh lord, I ain't got time for this. Honestly, as long as I get paid, whatever. <laughs> hey... Fair. Yeah, I I was supposed to work last week too, and then I think I got a text on Saturday, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I can totally do that." Just so you know, I have a cold, and she was like, "Oh, that's totally fine. We'll PCR you before you come to work." And I was like, "Great." Sunday took a rapid. I was telling you guys yesterday, I was like, "That shit turned positive immediately." <laughs> it was like, "Bro, don't even wait fifteen minutes." Wee wee wee. It's like you know what? I'm locking your doors for you. You ain't leaving this house. It it was. It went positive so fast. And then, because I was being stupid, knowing damn well I felt like shit, I had cold symptoms. I was like, well, maybe it's just like warming up. And then at the 15 minute mark, I'm supposed to read it, it'll be gone. I don't know how it got darker. Unless it was, it was clear. Just so you. It felt like it was yelling at me. Yes. (laughs) Like you walked in the order with, oh, no. (laughs) Stay away. It's like when I put those drops in, the first drop was just COVID. The second <laughs> drop was like my fluids. It was, 
I'm with all the COVID tests I did, even the ones that pop positive, like never seen it turn dark that fast. <laughs> oh no, uh, that's not funny, but that's real funny. <laughs> yeah, we're just like wee wee. Uh-uh, we got to yeah. sound the alarm. <laughs> this is oh, day day yeah. eight. Day eight of isolation. Okay. Yeah. Hey. Jesus. What? Stop the isolate for five days? Oh, wait. Are you still testing positive? I tested positive on Friday, Thursday. It was like a faint line. Okay. So, so it was like, it's Thursday not as day. bad. Okay. Yeah. So, like, like, I'm feeling a lot better. I think I'll probably do one more test, probably like in a day or two, but you've always got to do laundry. And I live in the city, so I got to go outside and do laundry. You sure do. But, yeah. Hey, we're alive. Could have been a lot worse. And the scary thing is, like, even though people are saying, like, yeah, it's milder, it is a milder variant, but not for, you know, immunocompromised people. Yeah. So, it's kind of, it's kind of like, I don't like the narrative around it right now. Like, oh, it's fine. Oh, it's fine. Like, it's okay. Because, you know, we'll be okay. But, like. So you're just willing to let other people take the L so you can be okay? It's a little, a little selfish, and that's why America is still definitely stuck in this. Mm. We, we like broke a record last week. We've been breaking records. Yeah, it keeps. Hell yeah, America number one. And speaking of taking L's, when we come back, I go off on Jesse Nelson. <laughs> Commercial break. And we're back. <laughs> I'm just dabbing that entire break, bro. I really thought you were dabbing. I'm so like, excited I don't... to break. What's happening? Oh. What's happening? What does COVID and Jesse Nelson have in common? They're both viruses and we hate them. <laughs> <laughs> bro. <laughs> That's your transition. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. That was a smooth, smooth transition. <laughs> Uh yeah, so let's get into this. This was something that I wanted to talk about months ago when she was actually somewhat relevant. Um, no, you talked about it and then you got overwhelmed. You just didn't want to talk about it anymore, and now you're ready again because we've talked about it. We we have talked, about, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we just haven't put it in an episode yet. Let's talk about. Oh, what the hell is her middle name? It's probably Jessica Beale or some shit like that. Whatever, Jessica. <laughs> That's the name of a whole other actress, bro. Like. I don't know actors, actresses. I don't. I don't know anyone's name. Like an my, that, that's the only reason you thought of Beale is because your brain somehow knew in your subconscious Jessica Beale. That sounds famous. Yeah, because she is famous. <laughs> but yeah, so as many of you know, uh, we are pretty good fans of Little Mix. Uh, we've talked about them regularly in a couple episodes on the show. And so back in 2020, in December, you know, Jesse Nelson separated from the group, citing mental health reasons, needed to take care of herself. And I'm like, okay, cool. Completely understand that. Being in a group, especially one like Little Mix, it's not easy. Um, And us lay people cannot sit here and pretend like we know or understand what they go through because we do not. Uh, So I'm like, yeah, you need to do what you need to do, right? Even when she started talking about 
uh, releasing her own solo music, you know, because the music they were making a little mix she wasn't a fan of. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I should have known there were red flags, to be honest, though, because she would regularly go on interviews and being like the song she hated performing the most was Black Magic. And like. I'm going to take that to the grave like that disturbs <laughs> me deep in my core. <laughs> It's your favorite song. <laughs> like, I can't. When I think about like having a partner, right? And I'm talking to this man about whatever songs you know they listen to, and I play Black Magic, and they're like, "This ain't it." I'm looking to be like, "You ain't it." Like, you got to go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what if you got a I, partner who knew how much you loved that song, and then they hated it? They absolutely abhorred it, but they took that to the grave. Like on their deathbed, was like. Torsi always hated that fucking song. What'd you do? 60 years. I, I gotta kill myself. Like, <laughs> just cho- while he's on the table about to die naturally, just choke him out. <laughs> like, Jesus. No, I, uh, uh, I, I can't let a man disrespect that song like that. Uh, uh-uh. uh. <laughs> I'm like, I'm scooping your eyeballs out during the funeral type of bullshit. Oh like, my God. We gonna make smoothies in front of the entire audience. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> like that—that that is the level of disrespect that is to me. So, uh, um, so you know, she she went and recorded the song, and I gotta preface this by saying I think the original track that this is sampled off of is also kind of trash. Like, oh, her new her new song. Not not her song, but like the initial song that it's based off of, like Bad Boys for Life. Yeah, yeah. It itself is a meh track. Like, it's not something... Because I even went back and listened to the initial song a couple times. And I was like, it's not something where if, like, if I'm going to like an old school party that I want to listen to, it's not going to be something most people remember to recommend. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, it's just, it's it's a song. It's a part of, you know, a little bit of black culture. You know, I watched the music video. So then we get the the boys' music video and the song. And I keep forgetting that she's not black. Like, visually, it it, it, it is so bad. Because I even went back and watched, like, the Sweet Melody music video. And then I was going through, like, their album covers. And I'm comparing and I'm looking at them. And it's like I it is so it is so apparent early in the career how much that she was being she was doing that black fishing. But it for me almost feels like the management team was allowing it to happen because they were mm-hmm. trying to get those sales and get that interest. That they were more mixed than three white girls and Leanne. Yes. Yeah. So you have two white girls in something. And Leanne. Yeah. And it's just, it's so, it's so fucked. It is so fucked, bro. And so, you know, I'm not here to be like, oh, she can't sing, she can't dance. Like, she would not have gotten to the point she did in her career if she couldn't actually do something. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I am not saying by any means is she not a strong performer. What I am saying is that the boys track is one of the worst songs in humankind history. <laughs> That is what I'm here to say. <laughs> it is, and it it is because. So I will admit, Jesse has never been one of the like the high belters of Little Mix. Like she was never one of the ones who like 
like the end of Black Magic, the end of Shout Out to My Ex or Secret Love Song of Power. Like when I'm looking for those high belts, it wasn't Jesse that was doing it. Um, she was always the lower parts, you know, she was your counter melodies, which is fine. Um, but the complaint I have for boys is the same thing I had a couple years ago when I was talking about Ariana Grande and then a little bit of Beyonce. It's this weird female pop vocalist who are trying to do this awkward rap sing deal. And there's like people who are known for singing and all of a sudden they're like, I want to be a rapper sort of kind of now. And it's like, it just, it don't work. It just, it don't work for me. It's like, it's like giving me birthday cake. And then as I go to bite into it, you tell me it's a vegan cake. Like I'm a fight you. If I ordered a birthday cake, I want the full kit and caboodle. Or tell me beforehand it's a vegan birthday cake. Don't surprise me in the middle of that shit. Don't do that. Because that's how you get hurt. That's how people's lives become at stake. I will fuck someone up over some birthday cake, y'all. Listen listen to me. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. I, will I don't remember fuck what we're mad about up. anymore, bro. <laughs> I was going to remember a song, and now you're off on this, like, food tangent. I was, I was trying to follow. I was like, oh, we went A to B, and then we carry over the two. And now <laughs> what, what, bro? <laughs> Vegans catching a stray out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes, the so the song itself, it's just, it's not, there's nothing there for me, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. I will also preface this by saying, I never had the urge personally of like wanting to chase a bad guy. So I don't relate to that type of music, right? I don't. The guys I have pursued in my past, I mean, you know better than anyone. Um, none of them would I classify as bad boys. <laughs> 100%, <bro>. <laughs> none of them. Um, it's not what I go for. Nor would I say that I personally am a bad boy. It's just that, yeah. yeah. It's just so funny to think of, like, one, if you would ever tell me you were, like, oh, this person was. Then I was imagining your exes calling themselves that. And then I was imagining you calling yourself that. I was cracking. I was like, this is, like, I was like, what are you talking about to me right now? Yeah, exactly. Um, and, like, in terms of just the actual composition of the song itself, it's kind of boring. It's very repetitive. Yeah. Like the only part that is sort of kind of interesting is the, it's, I call it the twinkle toes section. It's right before the chorus. You know what I'm talking about? The, I don't know. It makes me want I think to do so. This. <laughs> uh, that's, that's pretty much it. It's like 10 quick seconds of like, oh, okay. Make this the full song. Maybe we got mm-hmm. something. Um, And then every time I hear Nick's voice, I'm just like, I. I just want to slap you. So let's let's talk about why I hate Nicholas Minaj. Wow, that was disrespectful. I'm sorry. Cut that out. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's, that's what, 27, 25-ish. Let's make that note. <laughs> Cut that out. Um, <laughs> Nicki Minaj uh, or Onika. That's her name. That's the one that she uses. I don't know where Nicholas came from. I'm sorry. Um, I don't. I I have I've never really been a big Nikki fan. Like I listened to her on like Bang Bang or Side to Side, but 
that's more to support Ariana. You know what I mean? Like it, mm-hmm. it's never really been about like, oh, I go specifically and listen to Nicki Minaj songs. I mean, Anaconda was a thing years ago. That's probably like the only song I would say that I like regularly listen to. Now, Moment for Life with Drake. I love that shit, but I was more about Drake's part than I was hers. Mm. You never listened to the, uh, let's go to the beach each. Let's go get away. Huh? Huh? Uh, oh my God. I forgot about this song. You know, the classics. Pound the, the alarm. Yeah. yeah. What's oh the my other God. one? That was a bop. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie. That was a bop. That was, yeah. yeah. It was- made you want to drink alcohol at high school. <laughs> that, that's what that song was about. <laughs> um, I'll be honest. I'd be bricked up watching Nicki Minaj music videos. Jesus Christ. Okay. I feel like I need to speak my truth and come clean. I No, you don't need to come clean. You really do late. not. It's too late. You really don't need to do that. It's old Nicholas. <laughs> old St. Nicholas Minaj. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to picture Nicki Minaj as Santa. That feels weird. That, I do. There's a, there's a lot in the water. <laughs> I I like forgot how to speak English for a second. <laughs> it was just the sound. Why? <laughs> yeah, but I, <laughs> back to um, like we talked about this when it first came out. I think one of the issues with that we noticed with Nikki's feature isn't that like her rap is bad. It's that like you said that Jesse's doing that weird rap sing. So you have this actual rapper and this person half assing the rap. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's not complimenting well. It's like I think you see in the most successful features, which is usually why you have like this, like you know this, you know, usually female like belter singing, and the guy comes on the feature, like um, because on the one with Little Mix, uh, what was it? Um, Sean Paul's and Hair. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, How you gonna get me out your hair, girl? When I bought it, one of the most <laughs> disrespectful lyrics. No, that's fire. That's <laughs> I love that problematic king. That's I'm gonna use that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's this. She's adding this feature for the name, like oh, I got Nikki on it, so people are gonna come listen. But she's doing herself a disservice mm-hmm. by like, yeah. Like, at least I think if you were going to do a rap, have someone else sing for you, I guess. Someone else do the chorus and you do the main verses and stuff and still have your own hooks and things. It was just, it was an interesting choice. My interesting, I mean, stupid, because obviously it didn't compliment the, her her part well. Yeah. Well, and yeah, I think it ultimately would have only served to outshine herself because it would from my understanding really all I would have done was just bring all the Nicki Minaj fans to that track because they want to listen to Nicki but the issue is especially right now in her career Nicki has a plethora of songs you know that people can bounce off after they listen Mm -hmm. to that Jesse that's your only solo track so after this the recommendations are going to be nothing but Little Mix which is what you're saying you're trying to separate yourself from um and I say all this to say, you can make bad career decisions. We all do it. I went to school for theater. It happens. The be- <laughs> the- hey, I'll drink to that, bro. <laughs> hey, yeah. 
<laughs> one of the biggest issues I have with Jesse had nothing to even do with her music, but it was that I was one of the very few people who actually did sit there and watch live the the Instagram live video, and I was so disappointed especially coming off of a group for years that talked about trying to support each other um, and uplifting other women. I think it was so disheartening to watch as Nikki starts laying into Leanne about an accusation that was never actually proven to be true, um, that they just kind of ran with this random nobody and was like, oh, this is true because uh, he said this was sent. Um, and just... Nikki glitter going for millions of fans and just going and just tearing down another black woman. It just, it bothered me so deep to my core, especially with what little mix stood for. It just felt mm-hmm. so betrayal of so much of a betrayal of her identity and what the, the main media knows her to be from the past nine years. And it felt like it was a ploy to kind of create this image of being a bad girl and of like you know i'm not the sweet innocent you know little girl from little mix anymore and i was like well you were never seen as that to begin with (laughs) um yeah it just it just didn't sit right with me you know and then nikki all the time talks about how she tries to support other black women and she doesn't want to tear them down and then literally does it lie for others to see just because it fits her pocket and it just it felt it was just embarrassing like it was just so embarrassing and so frustrating so i made that commitment after that that i was like i won't listen to any of their music again um jesse is a little more difficult to do uh because from my understanding she still does get paid for some of the little mix tracks that she helped write um so you know, but like, I won't support her solo career. I mean, so I literally went back out. and removed all of my Nicki Minaj songs. So even the ones that had collabs with her, so like, Ari lost some money for me personally because I had her move side to side. I had her remove uh, God, what's the other one? Bang Bang. And you know, like those two were some of my biggest hits. I listen to regularly. Um, yeah. You know, bang bang it side to side. Now they can't be in my wedding, and it sucks. Cause side to side, in particular, God, I had some plans. We had ropes, so many ropes, and handcuffs, and I was super excited about that one. So, I think I'm gonna have to transfer that over to dance for you, which is gonna be a little different, but whatever. We're gonna make it work anyway. Yeah, we can make it. There's, there's so many options you got deep, deep in the <laughs> Spotify library, so. They give you all right. Well, yeah, man. It was just so disheartening just to sit there and have to watch that. And, like, I'm glad to see the trio kept their composure during all of that mm-hmm. and still stuck with the high route and, you know, maintain the closeness with each other. You know, it's, it, you know, it's public knowledge now that they don't really speak to each other anymore, which is probably best for all of them mentally. Um, because the trio actually went into counseling once Jesse left the group, which makes sense. It's a very traumatic event. Um, it's just, you know, it's just, it's it's sad to see black women pretend to support other black women 
and then go online and shit talk them when it benefits their pocket. Yeah. And it's also like, and I get it, I think, for the marketing ploy of like, like we were talking about, they need to make a separation between Jesse and Little Mix. But the aftermath of that was just, you know, it was Barb's going after Little Mix and then Little Mix fans going after Nikki. And then so Jesse still didn't get that much attention for it except for being like, yo, you're fake. You didn't really gain any fans. You did the, not. Nikki's fans weren't really defending her. They're defending Nikki. So now you just made this mid song, got somebody famous to come on it, insult your old friends, and then give you bad press after that. And you, there's no Jesse stands out there. Like, it's like, what happened? We haven't really heard anything since. No. Like I said, she's done two live performances of the song, both of which she has lip synced through them. Um, and people have been dragging her through the mud because of it. Um, the other one, I won't subject you to the Capitol Ball performance because there are awkward pauses where she does this little like. I'm going to watch it. <laughs> I was saying, you know, like, I want to see your reaction to this. But like, it is, it's just, it's bad because it's it just, it's so. <laughs> and at one point during the video, uh, she says, like, Jingle Bell Ball, you ready? And you could hear someone in the audience clearly go, No, we're not. <laughs> Yo, what a, what a legend. Oh my oh, God. Like, I would say I feel bad for her, but you kind of dug your own grave with this one. So I don't, her career kind of already feels like it's over before it's even started, which is sad. Cause I was excited to see what she was going to do solo, but she showed the true colors or lack thereof. So. Hey, true. A new year. Same old us still talking about little mix and dragging Jesse Nelson. <laughs> she pulled that new year, new me bullshit. And it's like, nah, honey, <laughs> No, mm-hmm. we remember. We hit remember. that Rachel Dolezal. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh lord! Oh well. Well, thank you all for listening in to our anniversary episode. We have a lot of exciting things coming up this calendar year. This is still technically part of season two because we just had a mini holiday break. Um, but please, please be on the lookout. We have some super cool things coming up. Um, probably going to be announced next month. Um contemporary for now uh but yeah any words Shorzy? yeah so uh as a part of our anniversary we commissioned our first special guest that we had on our episode jonathan rojas uh we commissioned him to create a design to celebrate our one-year anniversary so um if you want to take a look at that design it is posted everywhere on social media by the time this episode goes live uh and you can use it on our new merch now. So we have a new merch website. We transitioned over to Redbubble. It has given us maybe triple the amount of products we could sell on from the last site. It is amazing. Um, so if you want to celebrate uh, with the year anniversary, use that anniversary logo on T-shirts, coffee mugs, cell phones. Uh, I think you can now do tote bags. There's some magnets up there. There's like eight different types of shirts, to be honest. There's some tank tops in there. Uh, I think you do like a little uh, like a button down now and like a jacket and shit. It, it's it's cool. It's cool. Um, so yeah, you can get some shit over there. Um, I shouldn't say I shouldn't call our merch shit. 
Get some stuff. Get some merch. Some stuff. <laughs> Just come grab our shit. Um, yeah, we got some very, very exciting announcements coming up soon, um, including an opportunity that some of you don't want to miss. We'll let you know that the details on that soon. Um, also, as a part of our new kind of coming back into 2022, we're going to be doing some different mini series to get some different types of conversations happening in our show. Uh, so the first miniseries that I am going to be doing is going to be focusing on game shows. You may have seen some of our our ca- casting calls, if you will, that we posted on social media. I'm going to be interviewing some different people from the game show world, whether it be uh, previous game show contestants, uh, people who work on game shows, whether it's in front of the camera or behind the scenes. Um, so you don't want to miss some of this content. I am super excited to be able to bring you this miniseries. And we have a couple more that we have planned later in 2022. So um, you will always be able to find, you know, the the regular episodes wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget, if you want some of that exclusive content, some of the episodes for those mini series we're talking about will only be available on Patreon. Uh, so you need to subscribe to our Patreon. You can go to ki100pod.com slash Patreon. It'll take you where you need to go. Just $5 a month is all it takes to get some exclusive access to some of that stuff. You also be uh, given a link so you can get into our Discord channel, which is something new we've also started. We got a whole lot of shit we do in the <laughs> new year, y'all. You don't want to miss this. We build and we growing. We build and growing. So, you ever need to stay up to up to date on whatever we're doing, you can go to ki100pod.com. That's our website. That'll give you all the information, updates, news release, merch release, all of that good stuff. Mm-hmm. thank you all so much for listening to us in this new year hope you all stay safe not say safe yeah <laughs> yeah be sure to make sure you follow and subscribe all of our social media send us little messages tell us about your day ask us questions anything you want to hear on the show and of course and always keep it nasty keep 100 cue music thanks so much for listening to another episode of keep it 100 with dakota and chorsey we want to welcome to the Keep It 100 family our amazing executive producer, Zachary J. Bailey, and our talented audio editor, Zoxia Ragu. We would also like to thank our dear, dear friend, Isri Wajay Sundara, for all of her support on our show. Remember to keep it nasty and keep it 100.